Hi everyone, my name is Sarah. Welcome to my podcast, Diary of a Daisy Girl. I am buzzing to be doing this podcast. I feel it's very important to be able to talk freely about everything and anything. I'm using this platform to discuss the issues that are taboo or just not openly discussed about in the South Asian community. I'm going to be sharing some content over on my socials on the topics that I will be discussing, hoping that this will help others as well as myself. No topic is off limits here, believe me. This week's topic is divorce. It's such a taboo subject in the South Asian community. It's very much frowned upon when someone wants to end end a marriage. Back in the days, marriage was such a sacred promise to each other that was very rarely broken. Never heard of divorces. In most cases, you weren't even allowed to say the word divorce. If our elders were around and we even said the word, you'd get into trouble for it. They'd go mad at you for saying the big D word. You know, nowadays, has it changed? Is it still a taboo subject? Or have we South Asians moved on with, you know, being so backward-minded and let people, couples, make that decision if they want to? Well, let's find out. Okay, so this week I've got two guests, Sadia and Nyla. Hi, girls. Hi. And we are going to just discuss divorces and why it's such a taboo subject in the South Asian community. And do we feel like it's changed how it was maybe 10, 20 years ago? Are divorces still seen as a taboo subject nowadays? Obviously, I touched on at the beginning of the podcast that um, divorces are on the rise now with South Asians. Back in the days, about 20, 30 years ago, there wasn't, there was hardly any. And if there was, it was, you know, it was quite hush-hush and kept quiet. But nowadays it seems um, that there's quite a lot. So just what get, what do you think about it? I mean, Sadia, what do you think about divorce in general? I mean, you know, my experience was a little bit different from your sort of typical um sort of story that you would hear I guess mine was probably about six years ago now and we were together for about 14 years so we we got together when I was 19 so a long time ago um it's quite amicable when we decided that it you know it was the end for us really um and I think usually you'd, you'd kind of expect the family to put a lot of pressure on it and you'd think oh we can't separate because the family and what people are going to say. But ours was quite the opposite, really. We'd already concluded that it wasn't the right thing for us anymore and to continue it. But the issue for us was we were more concerned about the family being upset and how we were going to tell them. Right, OK. So yous had already decided what yous were going to do rather than getting the families involved and trying to kind of resolve the situation. Because that's what would usually happen, isn't it, when you're thinking about divorce, it's, you know, if you speak to anybody in the family, even if your spouse is probably in the wrong and they probably think that divorce is probably the best route, but they will always try and kind of 
talk you out of it and try and, you know, try and make you resolve the situation rather than going right to the end. So you just kind of cut that part out and decided amongst yourselves that, okay, we'll either try it and if it doesn't work, this is it, it's, it's over and that's it. And we're going to be telling our family instead of asking for advice. Yeah, and I think for us, it took about a year for us to get to that point of, you know, you try and make it work yourself, you try and see what the issues were, you try and see if you can move forward. And it, it like I said, it took about a year for us before we'd concluded ourselves that this isn't going to work any longer. So when we did tell the family, we knew that we weren't going to be influenced. Right, okay. And how how was the family's reaction then with you deciding that it's done and... There's no going back. We don't even want to discuss it anymore because it's been discussed. Genuine upset, really. I think more than anything else, it was just it was a little bit of shock because we, you know, we weren't the sort of couple to discuss problems um, with the family or the extended family, or if there were anything, we'd kind of discuss it in house and resolve it amongst ourselves. So I think the biggest thing for everybody was shock initially, and then I think when that had worn off, I think it was just they were just sad. They were just really sad and upset. Um, they asked us if, if there was a way that we could work through it and we'd said, look, we, you know, we've, we've been there, we've done that, we're telling you now because there is no way forward. Right, so they did try and say to you, look, try and make it work, you know, and if it's not, let's just move on. But you had already, you had already decided, haven't you? So it was done. So you kind of, I suppose when you kind of cut that part of telling the family first, you you're then stuck in that situation, aren't you? Because you've got that pressure with the family saying, you know, you've got to try and give it a go because divorce is always is always a re the last resort. And I think... I, I agree. Divorce should be last on your list. Exhaust all your options first and then decide what you want to do. You was deciding that, that you wanted to talk amongst yourselves first was that because you knew you were going to get talked out of it or was it just because you needed to get your own heads around it and then tell the family? I think it was a bit of both. I think obviously when you've been together for so long, it was, is this the right decision? You know, and you think over it, like I said, that's why it took a year for us to in and fro in. You know, we'll try, you try, and then you get back to the same conclusion. And I think, you know, there was no drama. Usually I think you find in typical divorces there's been an issue you know somebody's done something that perhaps wasn't the right thing and I think with ours it's a little bit different where it was just we we got married when we were so young we, we quite naturally just drifted apart and really struggled to reconnect again despite trying so ours was a little bit of a unique situation and I don't know I don't often hear people no. you know when we talk about divorce being in this situation so I do find that mine is a little bit different really and it was it was amicable it was hard yeah. It was difficult, you know, you lived together for so many years, your whole lives are kind of interlinked with each other and the thought of actually pulling that apart and going at it on your own, that was quite scary. So I think for me, the scariest bit wasn't telling the family so much, it was more how am I going to do it on my own as yeah. a single, you know, divorcee now. Yeah, because like you said, divorcee, it's quite, I don't want to say it's a burden, but it's like, it's a, quite a heavy word. You know, especially it's been flung about in the South Asian community. You know, when people introduce, you know, women who have been married and divorced, they don't just introduce them as, oh, this is so-and-so. It'll be like, oh, she's a divorcee. And it's like, oh, 
Like, why, why is that tag? That doesn't define who she is. Why is why am I getting introduced mm. as a divorcee? Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah, yours is definitely a de like a it's a positive story because not all South Asians are like that. Not like yeah. Asian. They're not. It's it's it can be really difficult for a woman trying to get out. And women tend to stay. I feel like they stay. I mean, I'm I'm divorced as well obviously well not now I'm married happily married but <laughs> um it was we're going back probably can I say 19 about yeah about nine 18 years so back then it was kind of wasn't really you know it wasn't common at all and mm. and I still remember we'd been separated for a long time and because we'd been separated people still assumed that just because we're separated, we're not divorced or we'll still get back together. And I remember saying to my mum once, you know, that I'm actually going for a divorce. And even she was quite like, oh, what, like, what What do you mean? And I was like, well, it's over and it has been for years. It's like, what is the point? And she was still kind of like, oh, you know, just leave it the way it is. And I thought, well, <laughs> but why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, it's. it was a closure for me, but it was like, she was just being a typical Asian mum, basically saying, rather you were separated because it sounds nicer. It's not final when you say she's separated. It's when they say she's divorced, it's more of a kind of stigma, isn't it? Than mm. oh, you're separated because mm. there's still a chance. I remember, sorry yeah. to cut in. I remember that the biggest thing for me was, I remember my mum not telling anybody. Yeah. And I just couldn't understand why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everybody had known. We'd be, we, you know, we'd, we were divorced. I was living on my own. He was living, he'd, we'd obviously separated and moved away. And I remember every time we bumped into somebody, you know, these were aunties and mum's friends that I don't see often. So whenever I'd go up north to see my mum, we'd, we'd bump into the auntie. They'd ask, oh, how's your husband and all the rest of it. And I, and I remember one time I was about to jump in and just explain. And my mum jumped in and said, yeah, fine. Yeah, oh, fine, yes. it's fine. <laughs> and I thought, that's... Going on with it because it's yeah. gonna make mum look. Bad. And I remember afterwards thinking about it for ages, thinking, "What just happened?" Yeah, it's a stigma that's attached to it. That's the problem, isn't it? And parents, I think, are come from a, a generation where it's not acceptable. Um, because I've been in a similar situation, um, to yourself, where I've been in that situation where mum's like introduced me, like, "Oh, this is my youngest daughter," and "Oh, yeah, she's been married for X amount of years," and I'm thinking, "Um, I've been divorced for X amount of years. I'm not married for X amount of years." <laughs> Like, but obviously you're in that situation where you can't say anything. Yeah. And you just... You just go along with it, don't you? Because it's the elders. And like you it, said, it's the it's a generation thing where the older generation just, you know, the last result was never a divorce either. It was, you're in this marriage and that's it. No matter how your husband treats you, how you feel, whatever the situation is, you will stay married. You're never going to be divorced because it's such... It's a base thing. It's an embarrassment, mm -hmm. isn't it? Hundred percent. And what will the most, the biggest thing is what will, what will other people say? What like, who gives a shit what everybody else says? Like they're not living my life. They're not paying my bills. They're not. They don't know what I'm go going through. So why the hell should I worry about what other people are going to say about having a divorce? And I think obviously, mm -hmm. like with the generation, it's. I don't know, I feel like it's changing a little bit. What do you guys think? Do you think it's changing now? Yeah, 
I think now uh, divorce is a lot more accepted because um, it's happening in a lot more families. I know when I got divorced, my divorce took place about 13 years ago. And at that, that time, there was a big taboo. Yeah. Um, it started to slowly creep in into the families, but not as many as they are now. Um, and mine wasn't obviously as amicable as Sadia's. Um, right. Mine was very, you know, got married to someone I wanted to marry. Um, we knew each other when we were at uni, got married. Um, and then I found out he was cheating a couple of days after we got married. So the marriage was over before it had even started. But it was just difficult for me to kind of escape yeah. or do something about it because obviously I was a newlywed. I just found out, what do you do? And then couple of things happened he, you know my ex-father-in-law passed away so it became really difficult for me to kind of leave that situation yeah eventually thank god uh three years after i got married um probably one of the best things i ever did but i think the bill i just remember the build-up of it me worrying about what is everyone gonna say what's my mom gonna say what's my family gonna say how am i gonna deal with this um am i gonna be accepted and i think it was a bigger thing in my head than it actually happening so I was pleasantly yeah. surprised with how everyone else was dealing with it. My mum my was remarkable. I mean, she didn't want me to have a divorce, but when she understood the situation, she was like, whatever decision you make, I will stand by you. And my mum is your typical Asian, old-school mother. that okay. you, She doesn't even say the word dark on her, her, ah, her tongue. Yes. Uh-huh. She's one. But obviously, when she understood my situation and realised how unhappy I was for the three years... She just put her feelings aside and said, I'll support you, whatever your decision was. And even then, when I decided to, to, to split up with my ex, um, I didn't want to get a divorce, if I'm completely honest. That wasn't the intention. So the intention was, I, I spoke to him, I said, we'll live apart um, and we'll date each other again. Yeah. Or find each other. So my what happened then was, we both agreed that, and then his family got involved and it oh. went to a divorce so his family were very controlling and very, they dictated a lot. And that was it. It was like over in a couple of months. Oh, God, that's... Yeah, literally, the day I walked out, went to my mum's house. He, I think it was my ex-brother-in-law that actually threatened me and said, if you're not back within 20, 48 hours, sorry, I guarantee you a divorce. So I remember looking over at my ex saying, is that true? Do, do, Am I going to get a divorce? Because had he had said to me at that point, yes, within 48 hours, you don't come back, you will get a divorce. Um, I prob- If I'm honest with you, I probably wouldn't have left because that's not what I wanted. Uh-huh. Um, so he looked at me, gave me that reassurance, saying, no, it's not going to go to a divorce. So I remember going down south to see my sister for a week. So I spent a week there because I just needed some time to myself. And when I came back, it was like a complete different person. Um, oh. I spoke to him once and he goes, it's out of my hands literally and i was like you are like seriously come again out of my hands and that was the last time i spoke to him and i promised myself that i was never going to look back and literally you know filed for a divorce and that was the end of it never spoke to him ever again and then three years later i got a call from him saying he was sorry and he made the biggest mistake of his life but by that time i'd healed i'd moved on and it was too late wow. like and, if late. You weren't, and i feel like if you weren't man enough then to stick up for your wife <laughs> How he can... was very weak. He had no backbone. He still doesn't have any backbone. Even when he had that call, um, he, when he, he rang, he said, um, if my family knew, I was calling you. And I was like, stop, stop. I can't take this no more. No. 
situations when you're living through divorce and I'm not saying as much as obviously with you Sadie it was amicable and stuff but it's still it's your emotions you've been with someone for so long you know it's mm. you could have decided for a long time that you're not doing this or it could become out of a shock it's it's a hard it's a hard thing for you to process because you're cutting ties with someone and then you're having to build yourself up again because you've got to become this other person that you're wearing you're not a wife anymore you're mm. like you're not a daughter-in-law you're you know what i mean you've got to build your own identity again and engine yourself again because you get lost in that process yes and i mean what you were saying nyla about like obviously like your family and how you stayed for that long just because you were worried about how you know your family would take or everybody else or there was always something happening and you couldn't you couldn't leave and just think there's probably so many other women out there that have probably stayed longer or been in you know like an abusive relationships and stuff and don't think that well actually getting out or maybe just talking and speaking to someone confiding in someone even if it isn't your parents someone within the family just to kind of get an idea of reaction you thought it was going to go the complete opposite but it was actually I, your mum after hearing I think she probably was like oh my god you've suffered for three years just because yeah. you thought about us yes that's exactly what happened and one of the biggest mistakes I think I made upon reflection is I didn't discuss it with anyone not a single person only his family knew. And to be honest with you, they were dictating the narrative. They wow. were manipulating me, telling me how to think. What I should have done is um, trusted a friend or maybe my sister or spoke to someone outside the box that had my interest that could have guided me. Even if I just got some elders involved, I didn't yeah. do that. I kept it up for the full three years. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, imagine it was... living like that for three years like not even being yourself because you're not your true yeah. self are you uh, no and the I fact wasn't, if i'm back at that person now uh -huh. i don't even remember that girl like i remember looking in the mirror thinking i don't even look i don't even like the person that's looking back at me uh, so that it was it was a really dark time because you know i've always been quite transparent and open um but i remember in that period looking at myself and I didn't even like looking at myself in the mirror because I was lying to everyone that I was supposed mm. to be happy you know everything was fine I was pretending to myself I was lying to myself and yeah. I remember I remember when I left oh my god it was liberating oh. I'd never thought leaving yeah. would make me feel that way don't get me wrong it was heartbreaking it was soul destroying because it's like mourning a death but yes. that person's not there and he was like uh, you know he was like the love of my life you know yeah. it was the first guy I got with you know I never liked anyone else you know it was just all about him but it's not until I left that situation and found myself again and I look back and I think what were you yes. thinking yeah. why is someone so much control it's like there's nothing wrong with loving someone but to that level where they destroy your inner peace that's not healthy. No, not at all. And I think a lot of 
women, that's what they go through. They think they're living in this lie. They're pretending, they're acting, they're pretending to have this beautiful, amazing marriage in front of everybody else. But behind closed doors, it's it's a complete, it's the, the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. Just because they're so worried about if they were to get a divorce, what would happen? And I think, okay, so in saying all this and how obviously with my situation, yours, Sadia, and yours, Nyla, we've both, yours, Sadia, yours is quite unique, as you said, <laughs> you were, you got away quite lightly, but with us, it was kind of still a bit of a taboo subject and, you know, people were talking and chatting shit like they usually do but um how do you feel like nowadays what it's like getting divorced do you, know, do you know what i heard something a couple of weeks ago i probably even mentioned this to you um, and, and it just it, it just summed it all up really in terms of where we are now with divorce and i'd met this woman a friend of mine actually and she her friend's daughter had got married a asian girl and she was about 21 i think and she was telling me about how lavish this wedding was and it was ridiculous and she was a you know proper bridezilla bless her and wanted peacocks that were sprayed <laughs> pink and you know the lot um and, and they've got married and stuff and she probably stayed with her husband for three weeks and apparently she was back at home at her mum's so when i asked why she was really laughing i didn't know if she was joking and i've had to ask her twice but she i don't think she's joking there must have been a little bit more to it, but what she said is the girls up and left because the husband had asked her to iron his underpants, and she was like, "Listen, <laughs> this is not what this is not what I'm about. It's not about that life. <laughs> and I literally thought, is is this a joke? Like, as it is, is this what it's come to? And that's quite scary. And I had to say to her, there must have been something else." And she says, look, there might have been, but the version she's been told is that he, he was making her do things like that and she was saying, well, you know, I'm not doing things like that. And she left and gone back to her mum's. Now, I don't know if she's divorced yet or if she's going to get divorced, but she's left and she's gone. And it just made me think, is it really that easy? Yeah, that's it. I I knew someone recently um, got divorced, similar to your Sadia. Um, basically, she she left her husband because he didn't buy her a Dyson. Oh, stop. This is not a Dyson. I'm not vacuuming the house. And she walked out. Stop. This is not a good reason. I was like, are you sure? Like, that's not really a reason for divorce. That was it. No. No. Apparently. But as a woman, if I was in that situation, and if that was the case, that I didn't get a Dyson, I wouldn't be broadcasting <laughs> it even to my friends. I would make up some horror story because that's not even... That's oh my god! Honest, that was the boy side story, so I don't know what her narrative was. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, but it is. But like as you say, like it's so easy now, and it's the mm. smallest. I think in marriages, it's people are less tolerant. So if they don't like one thing, like a small thing, it's just like well, actually, yeah. I'm going to divorce you. They throw the towel in really quick. Very quick let's talk it through let's get someone involved let's keep trying let's let's go to some kind of therapy or do anything like that nothing like that it's literally we don't get on it's not what we signed up for goodbye yeah and marriage is not people 
think, okay, we're ready to get married and let's do this. And they get married and it's reality hits them. It's not this fairy tale Bollywood thing that they see in movies. It's hard work and it's not hard yeah. work. It's hard work every day. It's constantly, you're not just a wife, you've got other duties. It's hard work. And I think women go into it and think, that's fine, we'll get married. And then when they have, it's like, oh, this is not what I want to do. Run to their mum and be like, well, this is not what I want, so can I come back home? And most parents nowadays are like, yeah, that's fine. Without, like you're saying, without there being an intervention of saying, let's sit down and have a talk. And I know back in the days they used to have, you know, the mosque used to be involved. So the mosque yeah. used to sit there and try and, you know, get the couple to work out, like Islamic counselling, isn't it? Where they would sit down and try and get you to work things Mediate. out. Mediate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, have elders there to try and, you know, mediate and stuff. But none of that actually happens anymore. Also, we to get involved before. Yes. Like, just mm -hmm. prevent a divorce happening. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, all right, they've got divorced. Oh, okay, and them lot off. And, oh, okay. Yeah. You hear it a lot more, don't you? I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, our mum and dad say era like you know they've put up with a lot yes it was loads of times mom will tell me all sorts of stories but she's like they still stick together no matter yeah. what like divorce isn't even an option but the, the strange thing was a couple of years ago my auntie she's 60 she divorced her husband at 60 that's... so it happens that the other scale as well do you know what i mean yeah. she's been unhappy for a long time and it was very commonly known in the family that she was really unhappy and she wasn't treated the best and basically she'd had this plan in her head that nobody knew about she waited till her fifth child got married she then got a council flat on the side got it all sorted herself the minute the fifth child got married i remember she packed her bags and she was off and do you know what she's loving life but do you know what she's that's like she's obviously waited so she's suffered in this marriage not bothered getting divorced because she's got kids and You've got this whole thing about you can't get divorced because you've got kids. You're, they scare a woman who's got kids and say, you're going to be on in this world all alone. How are you going to provide for yourself and your kid? So she's waited until her children are fully married, no responsibility, and thought, you know what? I need to live my best life. Also, she probably who's going to marry my kids if I divorce my husband. I was That's, just going to say that was her other key point. If yeah. I, because she had girls as well. If I, if I'm a divorcee, who's going to marry my daughters? Oh my goodness! But the fact that people think like that, though, I know it's absolute madness that you, if you're looking for a rishta for your son or daughter, you've got to worry about what your status is. Yeah. Like, do people care about stuff like that? I don't think so anymore, but I think back then, massively, I'm, I'm not so sure now, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, God. But, you know, that's the change, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, just kind of touching on, when I was getting divorced, obviously I had a child, so that was that was another thing. It was, well, you're going to be on your own with, with a kid. And I was like, bro, I can do this. I'd rather be on my own and be happy and struggle that way than being in a relationship where I don't want to be in. It's just, for me, it was like, it was kind of a black and white situation. I was like, when I'm out, I'm out. That's it. There's no, no one could talk me into it. No one's could talk me out of it. I was just like, it's done. But everyone was like, oh, you know, throwing in the kids, you know, you've got the child. How are you going to survive? And I just thought, you know what, if it's, I'll do it. 
it's just the way it has to be. I just didn't want to be in that situation and just stay in a marriage where it was dead just because I didn't want to be divorced. And I remember when I got the divorce eventually, it was probably about three, three years after we had separated and I was completely over it, done. And it was like what Nyla had said, it was like a grief. It was weird because I got the papers through and I was just like, oh my God, what have I done? And I was like, what do you mean, what have I done? I've been living my life for three years without him. But because it was in black and white on a piece of paper that I'm a divorced woman, I was just like, oh my God. Like it was such a big shock. But then after yeah. that, it was a closure for me. I was like, right, it's done. And I'll just move on from it. It's fine. And you know what, just talking about the stigma that you're saying about divorce, being divorced, and I hope we're not going off topic, but I found it more of an issue when I started looking again. That's when I found yes. it more of an issue. And before that, I was like, it, it really didn't affect me in any way. And then probably about a year, two years after being divorced, I was ready again to start looking. And I, I remember this one person, because obviously, you know, where do you look? You know, we're not going to meet people at work. It's very hard. I mean, that's a different podcast altogether for you, but you know, I'd gone on the dating app and I'd, I'd looked there and I remember speaking to one guy and he was divorced. And when I told him I was divorced, the tone changed massively. Oh the dynamics God. of the conversation changed massively. And he actually said to me, look, I'm not really looking for anybody that's divorced. But you're wow. divorced as well. So what do you mean? I remember that. And you know what? That actually set me back a little bit. And that's when I thought, shit, because I don't want a family, I don't want to settle down, am I going to get another chance? That yeah. really did play on my mind for a very long time and not my confidence. But yeah, he was divorced, but it was like, I don't want to marry a divorcee. Do you not find, I I know from my personal experience, when I was meet, like meeting people and stuff, I'd always <laughs> introduce myself as whoever I was in that, and I'd always throw in there straight away, like, I'm I've got a kid. I'm divorced and I've got a child. Like, it was like I had to say it because I didn't want to start meeting someone or talking to someone and then a few weeks later be like, oh, by the way, I forgot. I thought, like, I'm going to know if this person is serious or not. So if I tell them straight away that I'm divorced and I've got a child, I'll I'll know what they're like. And I used it's to do it all the time. And yeah, like, put cards on the table, isn't it? And being as yeah. transparent... And, yes. Yeah. And I'll, let me tell you, nine times out of ten of them would be like, oh. And I'd be like, right, bye. Bye, Felicia. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, what do you mean? But I just felt like I had to say it just because, like you said, when you're dating somebody or you're trying to find a potential, it's they might not want someone that's divorced, even though they're divorced. Don't make sense, but yeah, that's okay. I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. I mean, I'd, I'd probably get it more if it was something that, that hadn't been married before and then thought, yeah. well, actually, I still don't get it. I still don't get it, if I'm honest, because it's almost like you've got this label and you're tarnished. Yes. Uh -huh. That's what it is. It's like you're tarnished. I remember like meeting someone and he had kids um, and his requirement was... Um, I don't mind someone that's divorced, but I don't want them to have children. And I didn't have children. So, yes, 
on paper I was a perfect candidate, but I remember being so offended yeah. by the cheek of him saying, oh, I've got two, I may have two or three kids, and, you know, I share them with my ex-partner, I have them every weekend or whatever it was. So he was expecting his wife, whoever she was going to be, to come in and accept his family, but he wasn't willing to accept hers had she had one. And I, I remember, and I remember, like, it was through this person that introduced me and they were like but Nyla that doesn't affect you in any way shape or form because you don't have any children I go it's not that point it's the the mindset yes. and it's the principle you know I'm a girl's girl so I was just like how rude is this like yeah. how could you treat someone like that especially having kids yourself yeah and it just sets the tone you know what he's like then don't you you just you think well do you want to even try and get to know someone like that who's not willing to yeah. accept if you've got kids but then if he's got kids it's fine Yes. Double standards. Yeah. Double standards Double. in the Asian community. Men, it, it's it's a man's world. Yeah. Um and and dictate and they've got more choices in there. Like there's more women than there are men and they can literally you know, next. Yeah, next. they've got the pick of the world, haven't they? Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot to do with parents as well. I think the parents of boys have put their kid the boys up in such a pedestal that they're allowed to do anything they want, but like they're, but if they find a girl for their their son, she has to be this wholly untouched woman. Whereas this boy could be the biggest slapper there ever is. Yeah. And I just think it's such a shame because women, like, you know, women that have gone through, um, you know, divorces and whatever they've went through in their marriage, they've, they've, they've had to grow up a lot quicker than most, most women. And I feel like yeah. that's because they've been tarnished and they've had the stigma on their, mm -hmm. throughout their lives, haven't they? So it's yeah. such a shame. Is there any, is there any advice that you two would give if someone's going through, you know, like a divorce or are thinking about it? Um, you know, oh, sorry, Nadia, you go. Okay. Um, for me, um, the, the best advice I would give someone is make sure you've explored all the avenues before you throw in the towel. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, for me, my blessing, my blessing, my divorce was a blessing in disguise when it happened. But at the time, I needed to know I had tried absolutely everything. And when I walked away, I literally had no what ifs. Even 13 years later, a couple of years ago, my sister said, do you think if you had tried a little bit longer, you know, maybe it would have worked? And I'm like, no. For me, I know I needed to know that I've done everything um, and it wasn't going to work and I walked away. Um, nowadays, like we discussed earlier, a lot of people throw in the towel um, a lot quicker. But please, you know, marriage is very important and it is um one of the most beautiful things that can happen between two people with the right person but with the wrong person it's awful it's soul destroying but just make sure that person is wrong rather than you know letting petty little things get in in your way and ruining something that could potentially could have just been a hiccup you know a little bump yeah. in the road yep definitely i completely agree with that sadia any any advice? Yeah, no, again, I, I agree with what Nyla's saying, take yeah. your time. But I would also just say, look, you know, once you've explored every single avenue and you have tried and you've spoken to people and you think it's, you know, it's the right thing for the two of you, I suppose the only advice I would give is, 
you know, just have a bit of faith that it isn't the end of the road. Like, just because you are divorced, it isn't the end of the road. Look, you know, I'm, I'm married again, happily married. I have a beautiful little baby girl. Uh, something that I didn't think would happen at the time when I was getting divorced. I thought that was the end of the road. But it, it just shows that it doesn't always have to be. Yeah, 100%. I think I just matter what you used to have said. Definitely just, you know, you'll if you're going through something like that, you will, even if it's in five years' time, ten years' time, you will look back and you will be like, oh, my God. You'll be surprised at how strong... And keep the faith, keep the faith, because I feel like everything happens for a reason. What you're going through was already written and you will get through it. So if you guys, if anyone is going through a situation like this or they would want to, you know, discuss um, divorce, please DM me on my socials or email me. Everything is anonymous. Um, and we will share your stories. So again, I would like to thank Nyla and Sadia for taking some time out and joining me on this episode. Girls, I hope you enjoyed being involved. Yes, thank Love you. For and thanks for sharing your stories. And I really hope that it gives someone who's listening to listening to this podcast that, you know, if they're going through something like that, they've heard, you know, that there is... The, there is a positive outcome at the end of it if they are going through something like that and they just need to stay strong. So, guys, signing off, I want to thank you all for listening and I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode and hope you will join me next week. Thank you. Bye.